to the MetaZen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Episode 52, Building Confidence Within. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to episode 52, Building Confidence Within. In this episode, we will be talking about confidence like we have before, because I feel like confidence is crucial to becoming the person you want to become, to doing the things you want to do, to living a life that you know yourself to be worthy and deserving of. So we will be talking about confidence today. If you are new to the podcast, what's up? Salutations, how you doing? Happy halfway through the week. I hope you're feeling good and I really hope you enjoyed the show. If you are coming back for another episode, what's up, guys? So glad that you continue to come back through, stop through and learn with us because this is a learning process for all of us, not just you, but for me as well. And what you give, your support here, it really keeps everything going and it contributes immensely to what it is that I'm trying to do and what I want to create. So thank you again for that, friend. Now, in the first segment of this episode, we will be talking about how confidence dampers, puts a damper on anxiety and fear. In the second segment, we'll talk about how confidence engenders great resilience. And in the last segment, we're going to talk about how confidence creates a greater sense of self and really gets you in more in tune with your authentic self. My intention for this episode is to discuss confidence in a way that makes it not feel like a myth or something that's imaginary, but something that's very real, very tangible, and something that you can affect, something that you can control, something that you can start building today. If we start to make all the things that feel like problems look smaller and smaller, we feel more compelled to take more action. So that's what this episode is about. So without further ado, let's jump into that in three, two, and one. J.M. Barry said, the moment you doubt whether you can fly, you cease forever to be able to do it. I must say that for a long time in the beginning of my life when I was a kid, I struggled to build confidence with a lot of things because I felt like at the core of me, there were lots of conflicts. You know, like I've said before, I've had extreme conflicts with my sexuality and because I had conflicts with that, it felt hard or very difficult for me to have that continuity throughout my personality and my character at times. But there were room for me, there was room for me to be confident in other places in my life. Like I've told y'all before, you know, one of the things I learned very early on is that I was a phenomenal student. And in me learning that I was a phenomenal student, that was something that I could be very confident in. I had lots of confidence 
around being a student. I also learned very early on that I spoke very well. You know, I told I taught Sunday school when I was a little kid. I taught Sunday school and adult Sunday school when I was about maybe as young as about seven or eight. So I learned that I could speak very well. I was good at storytelling and different things like that. I was good at speaking up and I was always good at sharing and being outward with my feelings. So those are things that I could be confident in. Also had a charisma about me that I didn't realize until some of my teachers told me about it. You know, I have class uh, presentations and different things. And, you know, I got to learn that I was charismatic and different things like that, which is very exciting. Now, I do feel like so many of us, we grow up as children and there are way more of us who don't know what we're good at, who don't know what we excel at, what our skills are, what our passions are. And I feel like that can be so crippling. I mean, it leaves more room to learn as you become an adult and get older. But sometimes it can be a little crippling because you don't know where to start. And you don't know how to have that sense of confidence because you don't know what you do well. You don't know what you're extraordinary at. You don't know what you rock at. I feel like when it comes to us and we're trying to build self-confidence and put a damper on fear and anxiety, it takes us building credibility with ourselves. We struggle with confidence because we don't trust ourselves. There's no credibility. There's no credibility in your word. There's not much credibility in your actions. There's not much credibility in your life and what it is that you're doing. Maybe you're doing things, maybe you're working somewhere, maybe you're taking part in things that don't fill you up, that don't make you feel confident. So there's no room for confidence to build. And a lot of us, when we go and get into those parts of our life, we become people that major in minor things, as Jim Rohn puts it. We become people that build our confidence on being able to pay bills or pay bills on time. Now, those are responsibilities and things that we should be able to manage well, but we dump a lot of our confidence in it. And we do that. We don't have much room to be able to develop confidence in other things because we've determined these are things we can control. These are things that we know we can do well. I can pay a bill. I can pay a bill on time. We start the major in surviving as opposed to living or thriving or flourishing. Tom Billy said that we start to build credibility by making promises to ourselves. Make a promise to yourself and start small. And whatever the promise is, make it something that you can do today. Make it something that you can implement, that you can take action on today and start to build momentum with. These days, everything that I do, I hold myself to my word. If I'm cutting potatoes in the kitchen for dinner, I tell myself I'm only going to take about 15 minutes to do this. And then I'll go in the kitchen and I'll set Alexa and we will get started. But, you know, I just have to put myself in those situations. And sometimes people can feel like, you know, I'm too regimented or whatever. But I've went so much of my life not believing what I say and not honoring my word or not honoring myself. So... There wasn't much credibility for my actions and what came out of my mouth, but now there is. And, you know, this podcast has contributed a great deal with building my confidence because it was something that 
I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I knew I had to do, and I might have do a thing or two about doing it, but I didn't have the actual experience and what it would take to do it, to do it on a day-to-day basis, to do it weekly, and to make it something that's going to be long-term. I didn't know anything about that. But it was something that I had to be willing to be a student about, be studious of, and, you know, be willing to get wrong, be messy, mess up, stutter, stumble, fumble, flub. (laughs) When I started this podcast, I told myself I was going to upload an episode every Friday, every Friday. And that ended up being, I ended up doing more than that, but... Holding myself to that promise showed me that I can be trusted and starting to build that credibility with myself that I can be trusted and that I can do the things I say I'm going to do was a very powerful insight for me. And as you deliver on those promises, start to celebrate yourself. Don't do anything too major, but celebrate yourself in one way or another so you can see yourself being rewarded and you're not just being some worker mule that's just sweating it out and nothing to look forward to. And you'll see that as you start to fulfill your promises, you'll start to build up more momentum. You'll make more promises and make good on those promises and start to build more credibility. This is the relationship with yourself we're talking about. It's the same way that you do with anybody else. If you're dealing with someone else and they're inconsistent in their word, inconsistent in what they do and say to you, that'll be a problem. It works the same way with us. If you just say things and you don't do them, you don't mean them, then you are training yourself to be untrustworthy, train yourself to not be trusted. And that goes deep and that takes undoing. Understand that taking action on those promises will either lead to desired outcomes at best, or they will just lead to a learning experience at worst. And you can't go wrong with that. Nick Chef said, as long as you look for someone else to validate who you are by seeking their approval, you are setting yourself up for a disaster. You have to be whole and complete in yourself. No one can give you that. You have to know who you are. What others say is irrelevant. And that's another great point. We cannot build our confidence on uh, the compilation of thoughts, opinions, and ideas that other people have about who we are. We build confidence on who about who we are by trusting ourselves and creating a life of us owning and take action, being accountable for our actions and responses. We build confidence by building a healthy relationship with who we are and allowing ourselves to stay open and allowing ourselves to change willingly and constantly so we can let more of the world in and let more lessons in, to let more change in so we can continue to expand our identity but also not stick to any identity either but allowing ourselves to be free-flowing and open as water. So many of us, were stuck on top of a rock and we can't move, we can't take action because we're waiting for someone to tell us that we can do it. So many of us are waiting to start a business because we want people to agree with us first. So many of us are waiting to start businesses and do the things we want to do because we feel like we need enough people to believe in us first so we can have that validation, so we can have that pool, so we can feel compelled. But I want to let you know today that you can feel compelled within yourself. You can pull yourself, you can push yourself, and you can do it yourself. You just have to make a promise and own up to that promise. 
do what you have to do to deliver on that promise. But you have to start small with a promise. And as you start to build confidence, the kind of the promises will get bigger. And as the promises get bigger, you will take more action and you will build more and more trust. It's a process. Lao Tzu said, because one believes in oneself, one doesn't try to convince others. Because one is content with oneself, one doesn't need others' approval. Because one accepts oneself, the whole world accepts him or her. It's been my experience that as you go further and further in your journey of building confidence, when you build confidence properly, I feel like you learn along the way that you're able to build it from within. You don't build confidence off of other people's opinions of you. You don't build confidence off of other people validating you or contributing anything to you for you to feel your best or be your best or feel your most confident. You learn how to feed off of your intrinsic motivation and even your extrinsic motivation and you learn how to get better results over time. There's a myth out there that I feel like gets in our way of becoming our most confident or allowing us to tap into our motivation enough where we can reach our full potential. And that's thinking that being a master or feeling like an expert or being an expert is the goal. Now I feel like it is important to become world-class, but too many of us, we do a thing, we do it so much, and we get good at doing it, but we become hell-bent on being, trying to be a master, being so, uh, people, you know, having that acclaim, and I feel like all of that is actually very overrated. I think it's important to be willing to check yourself and keep yourself in check when it comes to the way you grow and allow yourself to stay humble. You know, one of the biggest killers of motivation and growth I've learned is labels because you can only allow your identity to expand as quickly as you're able to move through different labels, move through different things, move through different identities. But when you get held up and wanting to be this thing and trying to be this and show that you're that, you know, aka if you get held up and trying to show that you're a master, show that you're an expert, you get held to that limitation and you're not able to explore what else you can do because you're getting held, you're getting caught up in a label. And the only thing that you really need to do is just get out of your own way. But once you're able to get out of your own way, then you can be free. I saw an interview with Tom Bill, and he was talking about how when it comes to going after your goals or your dreams, so many of us struggle with building self-confidence because we don't know how to pinpoint what the limiting beliefs are impeding our progress or keeping us from growing or keeping us from taking action. And... He talks about how you should write down all of the assumptions that you have about a particular goal or a particular dream. Write down all the assumptions you have. What do you assume will be easy about it? What do you assume will be assume will be hard? What do you think you know makes it so impossible to achieve or makes it so hard to do? Whatever your assumptions may be, whatever your assumptions are, lay those out. And after you've laid those out, look at those assumptions and from those assumptions, draw 
the beliefs that are in, you know, underlying the beliefs that are in the subtext of those assumptions. So maybe you have a dream or you have a goal to lose 150 pounds in one year. And if I ask you what's an assumption you have about this goal that you feel would make it hard to do is committing to that goal the whole year. So maybe the belief that you really have, the belief that's keeping you from really taking action or being successful with that goal is feeling like you won't be able to be consistent enough throughout the year to achieve that goal. So maybe it's consistency, maybe it's continuity or or persistence or determination, you know, just that kind of thing. But lay out your assumptions and what do you feel the uh, beliefs are in that assumption. You'll be able to learn a lot about your beliefs and what's keeping you. And after you've laid out your assumptions slash beliefs, then go the other way and do an experiment and lay out what the contrast or what the opposite of those assumptions or beliefs would be. And practice believing in those things. Practice, you know, applying those assumptions and measure your work, measure your research against what you've been doing already. And see what you can learn, see what you can use, see what you can keep, see how this person being that person is different from being this person. And you'll find some very valuable insights and clarity and tools in it. One assumption that I had about the podcast is that, you know, I'm not used to speaking in this particular format. I wasn't used to speaking in this particular format and I wasn't organized enough and You know, I wasn't organized enough to have a whole system about maintaining, producing content on a weekly or daily basis. So, you know, I struggled with the confidence that I just wouldn't be able to do it or keep it going. So I put one of the assumptions that I had was that I was going to have to fake it till I make it to maintain or to do this. And I was going to have to fake it to overcome imposter syndrome. And, would, you know, so I took it the other way. And as opposed to faking until I make it, I just act like I knew what I was doing. And in me acting like I knew what I was doing, I allowed myself to be in control. I allowed myself to be a student. And I allowed myself to experiment, get it wrong. I allowed the process to be messy. I allowed myself to mess up and just, you know, just really trip up and do whatever it is I needed to do so I can analyze, so I can learn, be compassionate, and just do the darn thing. Just make it hard for myself to not produce. Or better yet, make it easy to produce. Dorothy M. Niedermeyer said, life is 10% what you experience and 90% how you respond to it. One of the first things I needed to do to improve the way that I responded to life was to avoid being a perfectionist. Being a perfectionist put me in a position where it limited my ability to make mistakes and I needed time to learn that it was in my making mistakes, in my failing forward, that I was actually able to get it wrong and become more confident because I was able to have attempt after attempt to verify the information that I was getting, to solidify the things that I was learning. You know, trying to be a perfectionist means trying to get it right the first time around and you're gambling a lot on chance and you're not giving yourself the chance to learn anything deeply to really get it inside you're just you just want to show that you're better than other people who probably took more time to learn it 
And putting myself in a situation to be willing to get it wrong, to be wrong, showed me that the right answer is any answer or response that shifts your thinking or enhances your clarity or expands the scope of how you perceive the problem, how you perceive the goal. If the response, if the outcome is able to do any of those things, then it's still the right answer. Don't get too held up on what the right, the right or wrong answer is. The right answer is the answer that you can actually use, the answer that you can actually use to create more results, better results, to generate more information. You'll find that it can be pretty easy uh, sometimes to build confidence when you are investing in something that you care about. Something that gives you more than it takes away, as Tom puts it. Something that gives you more energy than it takes away. Because so many of us, we try to build self-confidence in things that we really don't care about. Now, there are certain things that are just part of life that, you know, you just have to do. But we're just, but so many of us are majoring in minor things that our hearts aren't into. And we're trying to build self-confidence in things we just don't give a care of. We don't give a damn about And you need to find something to be excellent at, something to be extraordinary at. You have to do something that actually accredits your self-worth. You have to work a position or a job or do a career. You have to live a life that contributes to your self-worth because life is either contributing to your self-worth or it's taken from it. There's no in-between. So if you're lacking in self-worth, if you're lacking in confidence or self-esteem, it's because your life says that about you. You're doing things that don't fill you up. You're doing things that don't give you energy. You're doing things that don't inspire you or motivate you. You're doing things that don't call forth the best in you. You're doing things that don't make you look forward to tomorrow. They don't make you look forward to an hour from now. But if you change your attitude, If you changed your approach and put yourself in a position to pursue the things you wanted, to to resist settling for less and to resist being average because that's all you've known and that's all you see around you. It really takes you being willing to put yourself in a better position by doing the work and growing the confidence. Sylvia Plath said, the worst enemy to creativity is self-doubt. So many of us, we suffer so deeply and so severely from self-doubt because we don't trust ourselves. True confidence comes from doing what you say you would do, doing what you say you're going to do. True confidence comes from being a tireless learner and hard worker towards the thing that you want. So many of us go through life and we're unable to build genuine confidence. So we settle for arrogance. And, you know, I love the way Tom defined arrogance. He defined arrogance as arrogance comes from thinking that a thing or circumstance or condition or talent or whatever that you have or that you're good at makes you better than someone else. It's the kind of thinking that makes you feel like you're cooler than someone else. When you think people should worship the ground you walk on because you know too much or you know everything. And true ultimate confidence comes from living from a place of creating and wanting to serve and contribute as opposed to 
look better and be better than people. Look your nose down on people. Be condescending. Roy T. Bennett said, to overcome fear is the quickest way to gain your self-confidence. Fear goes right in line with your assumptions that you, you know that you should write down. What are you scared of? What do you fear? Because if you get in that place where you can name about at least a good one to two fears, I would say three, but I would definitely say one to two. What are your two biggest fears or your one biggest fear when it comes to doing the thing that you want to do? What is the fear? Because when you can turn that fear into courage, then you will definitely start to build that confidence. And when you turn that fear inside out, once you do it that first time, you will know that you can do it again and again and again and that you don't have to allow yourself to feel like a victim. You don't have to allow yourself to feel inactive. You don't allow, you have to allow yourself to feel like you just can't have what you want or, you know, allow yourself to just feel like you're just a dreamer or whatever. You can actually change your, the trajectory of your life by turning fear into courage, turning fear into confidence. A lot of time people throw around the phrase fake it till you make it and there's so many mixed reviews about it but I feel like it's it's not really harmful I think it's actually pretty harmless because when it comes to doing something you've never done before and you know just needing to put yourself in a position to do whatever you need to do to get started sometimes you may need to fake it just to get started so you can get started and start to feel confident about it because if you're doing something you've never done before that you really want to do you just can't, everybody just can't go into it ready to just take on whatever. You know, some of us need to just kind of seduce or convince or persuade ourselves until we're into it enough, until we're in deep enough to do the work and to be invested enough where we don't need those kind of training wheels. But you do what you got to do to get started. You do what you got to do to be consistent. One of the first things that I usually do is I figure out Who's living a life that I want to live? You know, I've said this in other episodes before, but who's living a life, who's already living a life that I want to live? Who's doing the thing that I want to do? And after I figure out who that is, I begin to go find books. I begin to go find interviews. I begin to gather as much, you know, research and gather all my resources and, you know, draw the differences and the similarities between us and then start to connect the dots of what it would take to get from where I am to get to where they are or to get to a place, you know, in, you know a midpoint between us that would make me feel confident like I'm walking in my path, like I'm walking a divine journey. Someone that really inspires me is Iyanla Van Zandt. You know what I mean? She's someone that came from very, very humble beginnings, but she got her education. She put herself through law school and in the middle of being a boy, she decided it's time to switch it up. It's time to do something else. And then she jumped into a whole new field. She, you know what I'm saying, all of her skills and everything she did up until that point prepared her for the next chapter. But she decided, I need to do something different. It is a different kind of work that's calling me. And she left that behind to become a spiritual surgeon, I think she puts it, or how she calls it. <laughs> and it makes me think of my career and how I spent you know, over 10 years in human resources and recruiting and how I just had to get to a point where I decided this is not going to be my life. 
This is not how I'm going to spend my youth. And this is not how I'm going to chew up my 20s and 30s and 40s. And my life needs more autonomy. My life needs more fulfillment. My life needs more joy. My life needs more freedom and more spontaneity. My life can't be this routine. My life can't be this unhappy. Another thing that builds great confidence is when you follow your heart, when you trust your heart. And when you trust your heart enough and life spits out some type of symbol or some type of icon or some type of, you know, whisper or direction that guides you in the direction that your heart led you to. And you start to see that your heart was on to something that starts to build more confidence because now you're trusting your intuition. You definitely can build confidence by trusting your intuition, but you have to be on the path. You have to be doing, following your joy. You have to be following your fire. You have to be following that thing that brings the kid in you to life. Building true confidence means putting yourself in a situation to be a student and act like every problem is yours to solve. You know, that was one thing that I learned about myself as a kid in my household. There was always so many different problems and it felt like there was no one really lending their ear or their minds to solve these issues. Whether this person feels like they're not being heard or whether this person feels like they're trying to juggle how to pay the bills and still make time to take us to Kitty Land or Six Flags or whatever. Every situation, I made every problem my own and I always wanted to help. And I took that into school. I took that into work. I took that, I, I take that into my relationships, my friendships. I take it pretty much in every area of my life. And there have been people that probably haven't appreciated about me, but it's done a lot more good in my life than bad because I allow myself to grow in confidence as a problem solver. You know, I'm able to, you know, not be, un, you know, not confident about many things because I'm about getting to the bottom of why this thing scares me, why this thing holds me back. But once I figure out what that is, now it's time to go to work combating that thing that's making me doubt myself. Building confidence also goes back to going the extra mile in the thing that you want to go in. The thing that you want to do, the thing that you want to do with your life, the places you want to go, you have to be willing to go the extra mile. You're going to have to be willing to outwork everybody else, especially yourself, the you of yesterday, the you of last week. You have to be willing to raise the stakes and continue to grow the promise. When you get in that place where you can consistently deliver on those promises that you make to yourself, consistently deliver on the things that you say you're going to do, you will continue to build more credibility with yourself. You will show to yourself in your eyes, you are someone that can be trusted because your word is valuable. Your word is bond. Again, it's the same way we treat other people. It's just, it's with ourselves, and the relationship works the same way. If you show yourself too many, one too many times that you don't do what you say you're going to do, then that crosses over into everything. When it comes time to wanting to take on a goal or achieve something, it's more difficult because you spend lots of time showing yourself you can't be trusted. Understand that you're going to find more people that struggle with less, uh, low self-esteem or less confidence than people with high confidence, and they are going to get in your way. They're going to have their opinions, but understand that you need to do what you need to do anyway. Tina Fey said, don't waste your energy trying to change opinions. 
Do your thing and don't care if they like it. What's up, little beings? Welcome to the air segment where we challenge you to take more action. We challenge you to get engaged. We challenge you to get involved. We challenge you to take inventory, take stock of what's working and what's not working. Oftentimes, so many of us, we get so caught up in the journey that we stop paying attention to what's driving the car and what's holding the car back. So in this moment, we definitely want to call you out to take action. So without further ado, let's jump into that. The first letter is E, exterminate. Exterminate all fear and anxiety with confidence. Exterminate that fear and anxiety by writing down whatever assumptions or beliefs you have about the goal or the dream that you want to accomplish. When you're able to put those assumptions down on paper, you can then look into the subtext of what's really there and draw through those assumptions what your beliefs are, what those limiting beliefs are, where you're going wrong and what's getting in your way. And this may be a bit of a hard process, but it's important to be honest and be true. But yeah, write out, if you have a goal, maybe you want to perform, you know, for a crowd of 50,000 people or you want to perform at a major stadium or maybe you want to get a, uh, get the Pulitzer or, you know, whatever your, your goal or dream may be. Write down the assumptions that you have about that goal or that dream. You know, what do you feel like can make it hard for you? What do you feel like can make it impossible? What, you know, what are the assumptions that you have surrounding this thing, this goal, this thing, this object, you know, or this direction in life? And once you nail down those assumptions, you can really start to analyze and examine what your true beliefs are, what your assumptions are are standing for why they are there and once you realize what your beliefs are then you can take the contrast of those assumptions or those beliefs and go the other way and practice believing or exercising options that contrast what you've been thinking or believing before and measure up the new results with the old results and see if there's anything to learn what can you gain from the situation what could you do differently you know, practice thinking the opposite of whatever your assumptions are for 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever. But put yourself in a situation to try new things. Put yourself in a situation to challenge your beliefs. Put your situa- yourself in a situation to analyze what may not be working, what may be taking the air out of your balloon. Exterminate. The next letter is R. Remedy. Remedy fear and anxiety and self-doubt by being more resilient. And you can become more resilient by becoming a student, by becoming a student of life, by becoming a student of that thing that you're studying, that thing that you're going after. So many of us, we are hell-bent on trying to be the best and being the master, being an expert. And I want to tell you, like I did before, that a lot of that thinking I feel personally is overrated because it puts you in a place where you stop growing because now you are putting yourself, you are identifying with these labels in terms of being an expert and being a master. Now you stop growing. 
You know, you see a lot of these stars, you see a lot of these celebrities, a lot of these artists that have been performing and been in the music business since they were teenagers. And now they're maybe in their 40s and 50s or even 60s. And the talent is the same way that it used to be when they were younger. And it's because the hunger died out. It's because they got to a certain point in their success where they felt like they didn't have to rehearse as much anymore. They didn't have to practice. They didn't have to compete with themselves. And the hunger died out. You have to stay a student of that thing that you love. Whatever it is you're trying to be extraordinary at, you have to stay a student of that thing. You have to keep yourself open. You have to check your assumptions. You have to be willing to check yourself and keep yourself open so you can stay loose, you can stay flexible, so you can stay growing. You know, when we get good at things, it's hard to resist other people noticing. And you're so good at that. You're an expert. You're so great. You do so well. And, you know, it's, it's nice to get the big head and feel like people are noticing us. But you have to check that ego because the ego will tempt you to go overboard and you will slow down. You will stop growing because you feel like you're the best at this already and maybe you can't grow anymore or whatever. But you need to remedy all of that. And the last letter is A, access. Access your greater sense of self. Access your authentic self by being willing to develop confidence, by being willing to get things wrong, by being willing to be extraordinary at something. Find one thing that you want to be extraordinary at and get in that place where you make a promise to yourself to see this thing through you will start to get more in tune with who you really are when you're able to treat your word as gold and when you're able to follow through on what you say you're going to do. So if you make a promise to get up every day for 30 days at 5 a.m., do that. And when you see yourself do that, you will start to build more confidence and trust and credibility. You get more in tune with yourself, your authentic self, by building more credibility. And as you build more credibility, the same way you would with any other person, that creates more access. That creates more access to what it is you're really about, what else you can do, you know, whatever your talents are, it creates more access to the things that really make you you. And when you can get more and more access to your skills and abilities, your potential, it's no telling what you can accomplish and what you can do. So there you have it. Exterminate, remedy, and access. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go over to Apple Podcasts and please leave a rating or a comment and let us know how these episodes are going. What do you think? What episodes or what type of subjects would you like to hear me discuss? What do you enjoy? And you know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts? And in the next episode, we're going to talk about the power of annoying. So you definitely don't want to be uh, miss that. <laughs> Now, more than anything, you know, I love to thank y'all and just show y'all love for supporting us and supporting this podcast and this world. So thank you. Thank you for supporting the Medicine Academy, where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Lastly, you are strong. You are enough. You are wise. And baby, you are tough. Peace.